Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Okay, morning brothers and sisters. It's really good to be here to accurately promote God's word and hopefully encourage a lot of you as we go along. So, as you can see on the screen now, um, the heading of the sermon today is being zealous for sound doctrine. For those who don't know what zealous is, um, I'll explain um, a definition I got from internet, good old internet. Um, So I'll share that with you now. For those who don't know the word of it, it's a fancy word for myself, but I thought I'd better give the opportunity for those who don't know to promote it. Okay, so let's get into this. Okay. Why be zealous? This is from the internet, so I hope it's accurate. Being zealous is someone who spends a lot of time or energy in supporting something they believe in very strongly, especially a political or religious ideal. Thank goodness I'm not promoting a political view here. This is a biblical view. Praise God. So I'll leave the politicians to do their bit and be zealous in that part, but I'm going to stick to the scriptures and encourage you all here. So the reason I picked this letter from Timothy is because he was given clear instructions to persevere in tough times. Uh, We also know that the letter Timothy and also there was a second letter of Timothy which was written by the Apostle Paul to Timothy. The second one was more uh, of a personal letter. Um, It was a continuation of what he'd already written in the first letter so that he could be effective, um, continue to be effective. It was more personal because the same issues were kind of going on as they were in the first letter. So that's why he wrote the second letter to Timothy. I just want to quickly point out three key verses from the scripture that Barbara read so well um, before I share a personal testimony uh, of something that happened to me on Good Friday. Okay, we've seen verse 6. It says, um, to be nourished on the good teaching that you have followed. It's talked so much in there about good teaching, uh, good doctrine, being sound in that, and obviously being nourished so that you can be fruitful when you discuss it with others. Verse 13 says, devote yourself to scripture, teaching and to preaching. These are all charges to Timothy from Paul, who we'll find out later on who he got his teaching from so that he could pass it on to Timothy. Very importantly, verse 16 says, watch your life closely. And I'll lead now to the personal testimony I want to share. So Good Friday, a few of us went into town to pray around the town and our streets, blessing the community and listening intently to the Spirit to see what he wanted to do. Earlier at home, I was doing some chores, and I heard the word Jehovah's Witnesses pop into my head. Now, I've already had some dealings with these guys, which haven't got nowhere. I thought it would be quite strange also, after having to do some research, that their outreach are usually on a Wednesday and a Saturday, while on a Friday. So I thought, okay, Lord, hopefully I'm listening to your Spirit here. So we come to the church, we meet here early doors, we go around town and around our communities, and there they are, two men on the Cornhill. I have to talk to them. Putting the issues from my mind of where I haven't got before, I have to be prompted to the Spirit and to speak to these guys. So we do what we normally do. We go backwards and forwards. They tell me what they believe. 
and we go back with what we believe. The reason I'm mentioning this is because these guys are out there evangelising. They're preaching their truth and promoting their truth to people. So we need to be there as well. So there becomes a point where there's a block. And it usually is, if anyone has experience of speaking to these guys who quite happily knock on your door on a Saturday morning when you're trying to get a lay-in, you'll know that they are very focused on what they're saying. A week before um, I managed to do this outreach, I was just looking up what they believe and just like brushing them, sharpening up on what they believe. Do you know these guys spend five hours a week preparing for me and you, preparing for every single door that they go and knock on? Who here spends five hours a week diverting yourself to our doctrine? Now, there may be people here, and I'm sorry if they are, I haven't offended you, but we know that five hours a week can be very stretched when there's certain things that need to be done. So we get to the block. The block I say to them is, how come there's so many failed prophecies that you guys have said to over the years, over a 100-year period? Because they're so well-trained in what they uh, believe in and what they've gone through over the week, they try and, and promote their truths to get away from the real question. So I gave another one. It says in the Bible, and the reason why I'm saying the Bible here is because it says that Jesus, only the Father knows what time the Son of Man will come and the hour and the day. Again, we can see a block here. We don't really go anywhere from that. I really pray that these guys would receive what the communication we were having. But the very few people who were walking past on that day, I pray that they would make a decision whether to listen to what I was saying or what these guys were saying. This is no competition, because in our eyes, we know that Christ is the victor. And we should be brushing up ourselves with others who are teaching about Jesus. We need to get the right Jesus and to preach the right Jesus. So that's the sort of personal testimony from that point of view. As I said before, Timothy was instructed by Paul. Paul, who was Paul instructed by? Jesus is sound doctrine. Everything we do must come from the master, the root. Timothy's root um, was instructed by Paul, but the almond root here is Jesus. So how can I preach sound doctrine without mentioning our Lord Jesus Christ? Because he's the foundation. He's the one who leads us into all truth and who roots his word in us so that we can be effective disciples. So, a well-familiar verse you'll see on the screen. John chapter 1, verse 1, which reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Notice the last sentence there. The Word was God. If we want to hear about Jesus, we need to go to the source. If 1 John says that the Word was with God, and the Word is God, we need to go to the Word. That is where we see in the Gospels, um, Jesus' life, and this is where maybe the early apostles got all their information from so they could be effective. Another verse on the screen we have here is from Matthew 7, uh, chapter, chapter 7, verse 28 to 29. And again, I'll share again. I know you guys are here on the screen, but it's good to share also. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not of the teachers of the law. Notice here at the end, it's the teachers of the law. So already we have guys who are teaching here, but we have Jesus here saying, listen to me. And the crowd knew, because they were amazed at his doctrine. It says in some translations, but in the NIV it says teaching. 
we must incarnate ourselves in situations where teaching, if we feel, is not right. It will take risks, it will take us being brave, but we need to get ourselves in situations where we can be effective in there. Okay. So, as I continue here, we will... Um, again, okay, so... Sorry, I just had to gather my thoughts for a minute. So, we've gone through Timothy. We've gone through that Jesus is sound doctrine. We've gone through how we need to be rooted in him. And the reason why I'm sharing personal testimonies here is not to make myself stand up here and say, here I am, look at me. It's an encouragement to you because we all find ourselves in situations where maybe we don't feel we're being effective, and we are, just by and be who we are and who we're created to be. So that's why I'm sharing personal testimonies in each section as I go through. Another personal testimony for me is about the Word. So when I became a born-again Christian in 2012... Um, for nine months of that, I'd felt the joy, I'd felt the, the real repentant heart that had came to me through giving my life to Christ. But my lifestyle kind of didn't really reflect it as much. So some wise people, even some wise people in this fellowship, would say to me, you need to read the word. Once I started reading that word, ah, my heart was transformed. Not saying that everything is all right now, but when you root yourself in the word, it makes a root in us so that we can learn to lay some stuff down and to be effective. So as you can see, the last slide on there is holding on to truth and take courage. I've already spoke about taking courage. We see here Paul demanding Timothy to take courage. Taking courage usually means that there's going to be some hardships on the way. There's going to be some difficult situations. But we know we have the Holy Spirit who will minister to us and be with us through those hard times. I want to share a few examples of how we can um, hold on to truth and apply it. So, for those who don't know, we do SOAP here. Um, and I'll explain for those what SOAP is if you don't know. So, the S stands for Scripture. the studying the Scripture. The O is for observation. The A is for application. And the P for prayer. So, these are one of the ways we can apply we have many missional communities here. We have many small groups, many people who meet in different fellowships, whether it's on a weekend or maybe with other believers. But the key thing I'm trying to say here is get close to other believers. Be held accountable because if you walk it alone, you're going to find it really difficult. Being discipled. Allow yourself to be discipled. Allow yourself to disciple others. If you see new believers coming in here, then grab hold of them and nourish these truths into them. But also, be ready to receive being discipled as well. And the last one, which can be quite difficult for some of us, some of us find it easy, some of us don't, is actually living it out. It says in the book of James that don't just receive the word, but put it into action. It can be really quite difficult. This is why it's so important, again, to be around other believers. So apply these things. And I just want to share one more testimony of taking courage, from me taking courage, not because of my own um, thinking, but because of the Holy Spirit being with me. So it's funny enough, we spoke about interns earlier. So last year, I went on a um, mission trip to Sicily. Um, seems ages ago now, it was about a year ago. And we were doing an outreach day in the local communities that the church there had been praying for for a long time. And I remember a group of four of us were going around um, the area where we were going to pray, 
and we were to come upon this really rough area of Sicily, a ghetto full of drugs, full of really hard situations. It was heartbreaking to see what some people were involved in there. I remember going this alleyway and the four of us in there, it was just a group of guys uh, who we like to find out were uh, Muslim, Gambian Muslim and Somalian Muslims. We got chatting to them and other people in our circles who were with, the three others who were with me, were speaking to them about other stuff. I got in quite good conversation with a Somalian Muslim who was very knowledgeable in what he believed in. As we spoke, we got onto Jesus, where we need to get to onto Jesus, because they believe in Jesus, but as I said with Jehovah's Witnesses, we need to promote our truths to them and to make them see um, what, who the real Jesus is. So as we're talking about Jesus, he asked me, so who is Jesus to you? I say he's everything. He's God. As soon as I mentioned God, the whole atmosphere changed. Me just talking to one Muslim became seven or eight Muslims in a circle. Now, they didn't like me saying Jesus was God in the flesh. To them, he's a prophet. To them, he's influential only after the prophet Muhammad. But there's something about saying Jesus is God, taking courage to say, well, I can make a choice here. I can just say, oh, yeah, he was a good prophet. That's not the truth. The truth is he was God in the flesh, as it says in 1 John 1. And I had to say that. I remember uh, one of the leaders who we were walking around with, he said, we need to go. I said, we're not going yet. Because these guys asked the question, and I'm going to give them the question. I'm not saying that all these guys were called to say what I said, but I had to take courage in that moment, knowing the risk. And I see my wife there saying, one thought of mine went, I promised my wife I'd be home. I'm going to get home. But when you've got these guys staring me in the face, and I remember one particular guy had a video on his phone, which I didn't understand. It was in Arabic. I was later told that it was a imam saying that if you disannounce Allah, you're going to pay. So I've got this guy looking at me in the eyes saying, you need to renounce your Jesus as God now. But praise God, we got out of the ghetto. We went to the ghetto to do what we needed to do, to preach the truth, to promote the truth. And that's what we're all about. We need to take courage, which is hard sometimes. But with the Holy Spirit and the truth of the Bible, we can do that. So as I just spend the last five or six minutes or so just wrapping up, what takes courage for you today, where you are? It might be a ghetto for you. It might be a workplace. It might be serving. It might be a neighbour in your area who you think, do you know what, I need to serve them. You know your part in the body, and you know that God is speaking to you in that. I just want to encourage you to be salt and light in a, in a world which seems to be getting dark and really difficult. Two more scriptures I want to share here before a final encouragement. So this is, again, the Apostle Paul. Um, the context of this reading is on true apostleship. One key thing Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 6, and again, I'll share and read. It just says, Now, brothers and sisters, I have applied these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, so that you may learn from us the meaning of the saying, Do not go beyond what is written. Then you will not be puffed up in being a follower of one of us over against the other. The reason why I felt this scripture on my heart is because we see problems even in our own Christianity. We see wrong teachings. We see teachings that maybe question us to think, is that from God? Is that real, true Christianity? So what do we do? Again, we have another choice. We can confront it with the truth or we can just let it go by. 
Timothy was instructed here in both his letters to bring back into fold correct teaching. I'm not saying this should be done in a harsh way, but it should be done out of love, which Paul says in his letters to the Corinthians. So we must do everything in love, but we must also be making sure that we're telling the truth in our doctrine. Now, I'm not saying we should leave our brothers and sisters, maybe because some of them have taken some of the um, situations that have happened in Christendom wrong. But let's correct them. They're still on a level where we can correct them and also be in community and family with them because we need each other. There's going to be a time coming where living a godly life is going to be difficult. We need to stay close. Okay, the last reading I want to share now is from Acts 17, verse 11. And I will share again. It says, Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. For they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see what Paul said was true. Going back to not just new believers, but people who maybe know they should have studied the Bible more and haven't done, I would encourage everybody today, if anyone's writing notes, don't take what I say. Go and check it out. Because how can I stand here and be a good minister of Christ and try and encourage my brothers and sisters if... I'm not promoting that you go back and check what I say. The most important thing to do is those who are writing notes, check them out. Because I stand up here, you know, sharing God's word, and it must be promoters of the truth. So I'd encourage you all with notepads, please go and check the scriptures out, that I'm saying I'm like the Bereans. They're studying with eagerness. Eagerness is so important. And we should be studying with eagerness so we can be effective when we're talking to the Muslim when we're talking to the Jehovah's Witness, when we're talking to anybody, even in our own brothers and sisters, who maybe have situations where they think, do you know what, I don't hear this in Christianity. But they're still all in love. So, just to wrap this up with final encouragement. I see many people here, and it brings me joy to see many parts, and many parts who are being used for the kingdom of God. Just Jane saying earlier about the different things that will be going on next week time to sow different Google communities who are reaching out to people in ways that not all of us know. But we are God's kingdom. It's amazing to be part of something so special. So good teaching, most important thing. It's important to have good teaching and to study the doctrine. But the destination is Christ. When he comes back on that day for his, for his uh, church about spot or blemish, and you can be proud and say, you know, I follow Christ to the end. I followed his teaching. I wanted him to be a follower of Christ for real. I want to encourage you to don't just take away today and to store in your heart what has been said, but to live it out. Because by living it out, you're being a good minister of Christ. You're nourishing the body when you're teaching the body about these things. And to new believers, you're bringing them up so that they can disciple others. We saw that Jesus was the root and we see Paul and Timothy and Titus and the disciples. And we see all the way through history men who have risked their lives for the gospel to make sure this gospel carries on. The Bible's the most edited book in the world, not surprisingly. When presidents are elected, they put their hand on the Bible. There's something about the Bible which is above truth and most of other things. You don't normally hear any other books sort of outweigh the Bible because Jesus is the word, it's the truth. So, brothers and sisters, let's hold on to this because time is short. He is coming back. But the most important thing is let's be ready 
let's be sound in our doctrine. Let's be good ministers of Christ. Let's take the gospel um, and be effective where we are for the sake of the world. And let's see how many people would come to what we found. So I just feel led to finish off by saying a prayer so that we can all be encouraged as we go forward. Lord Jesus, I thank you again for allowing me to promote your word. I thank you that you saved my life and many other lives here. I thank you, Lord, where you've placed everybody in the body of Christ who can be effective in their own way. We also pray, Lord, for, for people who, just like situations where they're walking past or whether they hear a glimpse of your good news, we pray that if they are just getting into the word, that they will go and study it, that they will go and see if it's true, so that they can find their own salvation in their own way. So f- thank you, Lord Jesus, for your amazing love and your amazing truths. We know it takes courage sometimes, but it's worth it because we do all these things for the glory of God. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Liam. Should we just take a moment to reflect on on what Liam has brought to us this morning? Are we zealous for God's word? Do we devote ourselves to the word? And are we willing to be out there on the streets, in our workplaces, in our families? Are we willing to be out there talking to people and telling them the most important story of history? Let's pray. Oh Lord, fill us with your spirit. We surrender ourselves to you. Lead us. Speak through us. Father, prompt us. Who can I tell? Who do you want me to draw alongside? Who is it, Lord, that you're bringing into my on, into my path, Lord, so that I can tell them about you. Father, help us to live our faith out in, with integrity. Help us, Lord, to know your word so well that it is in our hearts, ready to just tell to whoever you want us to speak to. Amen. <laughs>